Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi. How are you? I don't know if you can hear me or not because I have my headphones on. Yes, I can hear you. And I actually have my headphones on as well. Uh, As I mentioned, I'm having some technical uh, issues here. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in and tuning in early. Talk Shoe has started, so I'm going to get started. Uh, So this will give us some more time. Thank you very much. So let me do a proper introduction. Welcome to the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show. I am your host, Kamari. T. Richmond, and today we are talking to author Nicole S. Brown. And Nicole is an author and educator, but she is the founder and owner of Poetry at Best, a literary company. And Nicole, I have to tell you, I was watching um, on YouTube one of your uh, interviews, and uh, person that was doing the interview there, she was like, oh my goodness, you have like 14 books. And I was like, wow, you have really been busy. Yes. <laughs> ah, so thank you for joining me today. And let's start with, you know, you've been writing, you're an educator, you know, a teacher, you have this literary company, but let's start with the beginning share with us your your story your journey well um i've been i was discovered at an early age for writing and um i was in placed in a lot of creative uh, writing classes and create um a lot of upper level advanced english classes but i really didn't take that up as a uh major in college i majored in chemistry but i still like to write um I had a bad experience as a student and that kind of made me not want to write very much. But then I got back into it later in my college years. And then um, I decided I wanted to, I had been wanting to publish books or whatever, but it was uh, very costly when I first wanted to start out. And then uh, I was in a, had got, became a teacher and had some several, you know, um, unpleasant experiences as educators, as an educator and some unpleasant, a really, really, really unpleasant experience in a relationship and I had to get out of it. So I chose to go ahead and and publish in actuality. That person did not, the guy that I was dating, he did not want me to be on Facebook. And one day a Facebook ad came up talking about create space, uh, publish your book for free. And I was like, oh, wow, this is free. You know, so I did everything you know, it did have an option to where you could pay $400, but I just did everything, the editing and all of that. So it, it would be free. I really only spent about $25 to $30 on each book. And I wrote seven books within one school year because I was really desperate to get out of that situation. So I, I left that person in June 
2009 and by November of 2009, I had written my first book and by the end of the school year, I had written seven. So I was just writing, 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 writing and publishing. And then eventually to this date, I have 14, but I'm working on 15 right now, working on book 15 right now. And I'm hoping to have it finished by the end of this month. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you for sharing such a personal, a personal story. And growing up, did you see yourself becoming a writer? No. What, what, was the, what was the vision when you were younger? Um, when I was 16, I wanted to become a pharmacist. In actuality, I started this college um, in my hometown as a pre-pharmacy major, and then I didn't get accepted into pharmacy school under certain circumstances that I really didn't realize that I uh, were undergoing, you know, that I was going through until 2014, and that's a totally different story, but it still involves that person that I got away from. They wanted, they wanted me to come back, and I didn't go back, but um, I wanted to be a pharmacist. I didn't get in, so uh, I joined this sorority, and um, I started working with kids uh, during a adopter school program, a community service program, and then I wanted to become a teacher. So that inspired me to want to become a teacher. So uh, I changed my major from pre-pharmacy to chemistry ed, and I became a chemistry teacher, and now I'm certified to teach. Um, Chemistry, physics, general science, vocal music, reading, pre-K through third, early childhood, and I'm also a certified uh, administrator. So it just grew to that. That's amazing. And Nicole, tell us about your, your first book. My first book is School Days, Holidays, and All Days That Lie Between. That's the first book that was actually published. Now, the first book that I actually worked on was uh, All About Slime, but it's it's different of nature. It's not X-rated or anything, but it's a love story. It's talking about getting out of a bad situation. But the School Days, Holidays, and All Days That Lie Between was talking about... Um, School-related uh, activities, educational t- topics, concepts, holiday topics, you know, um, it had about three or four sections in it, and really, I started writing it, some of this stuff when I was in college, um, and a lot of it came from musical programs that I put on because I served as a music teacher longer than I served as a science teacher, and that that's a... That's a weird thing, but it all goes down into that relationship, too. But uh, to make the long story short, I served as a music teacher for nine years, two years in Baton Rouge and seven years in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And a lot of the stuff that's in um, school days, holidays and all days, a lot between I use for musical programs. And it, you know, uh, the kids would say some things or uh, before each performance uh whether it was vocal or instrumental or it involved uh, dance or creative movement. So it became uh, a compilation and it became uh, a work in progress and uh, actuality. I gave it a, what, that book away as a door prize at one of the programs. The second, my second year at that particular school in Baton Rouge. 
you know, you have such an interesting uh, profile because I'm looking, you're an author, you're a teacher, chemistry at that, and you have the music piece <laughs> yes. and, and, the po- and the poetry. And yes. uh, tell us how you birthed poetry at best. Well, um, I birthed poetry at best with the first book. You know, I named my business after something that was negatively said about me. Um, and I just turned it, made a positive twist to it. They said at best that I was something really, really bad. You know, uh, somebody that was not really close to me, but close to somebody that I loved. And they, uh, so I just turned it into something that was positive and I started the business in 2009 the same year that I published the first book and um it's not just poetry it's you know whatever else that I like to do such as cooking and baking and stuff like this so I on the side sometimes when I'm not writing I do a like you know, I might do a couple of side dishes for people for parties or you know bake a couple of cakes because I uh I like to do that too so it, I'm just like a jack of all trades, if you will say. Uh, yes, a Jill of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> a Jill, yeah. Yes. Uh, and I know um, during that interview, you were saying, you know, you have your own uh, Pinterest, but that is for your for your cooking and baking and all of that. Well, before we, we, we go any further, I know you are prepared to uh, read some poetry for us today or excerpts from a book and so I was like I'm gonna let you choose what you want to talk about so let's go ahead and get started with the first one okay um I'm gonna go ahead and talk about school um and I have this one called it's from um more school days holidays and all days alive between that's the second book in the uh school day series and it's called grooving with good grades Yes, we've got it made. We're grooving with good grades. Some of us have been here every day at the spot where it's cool. Yes, school. We've studied hard and we have proof from our report cards. We can dance all over the schoolyard. We thank our teachers for giving us the features of knowledge to cruise the curriculum, for guiding us to glide and groove to good grades. Yes, we've got it made. We're grooving with good grades. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's been, education has been such a part of your life. Now, do you ever work with students on writing? Not really, but um, not really as far as just like an English class, but I do give like several writing prompts at times for, you know, a certain certain uh, concepts on how to uh, explain somebody to someone how to do something. Um, so maybe I like at the end of a list and I might have them to do a quick write on how gravity works or description of how gravity is or even have them to write a two, three or four line um, dialogue about gravity or, or any other topic. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. And what's uh, the next piece? The next piece is, it's from the same book, 
It's leaving the messy metropolis of mediocrity. Mm. Pack up. We're leaving today. Let's go traveling down life's luxurious road the right way. Let's go, everyone. Let's begin our trek. Put the past behind you or to cause us to wreck. Can't you see the road sign? We're leaving the messy metropolis of mediocrity to live in a pretty palace of prosperity. I hope that you don't backtrack. Backtrack. Stop on the side of the road for scraps or burst your tires on any road traps. I hope that you're fully prepared to leave the messy metropolis of mediocrity. You should have made yourself ready by being the best that you could be daily. You should have been reading books, studying, and gaining all that you can, and balancing it all with fun. To live in a pretty palace of prosperity, you have to have self-esteem that is well. The mayor does not want any negative brain cells. I'm ready to go. Get on the beautiful bus with me. We're leaving the messy metropolis of mediocrity. Let's inhale and exhale, relax and roll on into the pretty palace of prosperity. I love that. So tell us about that piece. Well, um, I guess I was talking about myself, you know, for a long time. I didn't feel, feel, feel like I fit in anywhere or uh had what it took to be in a certain you know uh group or um i grew up in poverty so uh it was just a lot of factors in my life that were not positive as far as you know i grew up in a home that you know i grew up in an area or i grew up in in, in uh where i had the three major factors of my life that was affecting me uh which was poverty abuse and um racism so i was just uh saying that i was ready to leave you know uh mediocrity and go into a, to a place that was better than what i was used to and I was wanting to lead others because in the school that I was working at, it was a lot of kids that grew up like me, didn't have much, you know, didn't have, you know, their parents work. So they didn't have a lot of time with their parents or took a whole bunch of family vacations or, you know, my idea was of a family vacation was going to somebody's house and going to somebody what we knew that was family and we didn't stay in a hotel. We just piled up in somebody's house and, you know, and if we did get a hotel, we didn't get, we didn't go to a fancy restaurant. You know, we got Popeye's chicken or, uh, we got, uh, my mom would go to the grocery store and she'll cook something for all of us. She made sure we had a hotel that had a kitchen in it. So it was just, uh, something that, I wanted to do to write to uplift myself and uh, to uplift others that may have been going through something like that. Wow, thank you for sharing that story. So were you journaling as a young child? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I so mean, you, I you guess did... you could say that, you know, uh -huh. um, I go up in the house I, I was the youngest of seven kids so it was always somebody telling me what to do telling me what to do telling me what to do you know and nobody wanted to take my input so a lot of times I would just write about the things that was dear to my heart 
and my mom or my dad or whoever were reading and they be like, man, you punching at us with these words, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like number seven, you know, has a lot to say. Yeah. But that, I mean, I can see, you know, when you have uh, trauma and, and when you have happiness or blissfulness uh, to be able to put it on paper uh, yes. to speak to others uh, can, I guess, definitely be therapeutic. It is. It really is. Okay. It really that, is. That is wonderful. And I, I want to ask you, what sorority are you a part of? Oh, I'm not part of that group anymore, but they still okay. claim me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. So I just wanted to check to see, uh, you know, if, if, mm -mm. if you were a fellow soror. <laughs> mm -mm. Okay. Okay. That's a different story too. You know, it, it, it really hits home in a lot of, I don't want to put like negative connotations to it, but I learned from it and, you know, uh, now I'm just going to say they, the chapter that I was in, they really didn't welcome me. They didn't really want me, but now they do. <laughs> now that I'm a 14 book author, they do. That's not all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Okay. And what's, what's the next piece? Um, it's called I'm a survivor. Mm, I love that title. I never thought that I would be free. Yes. Free from negativity. I never thought that I would be a meteor and crash out from the dead galaxy of mistrust, disgust, rejection of lies, deceit, greed, and torment. I never thought that I could survive without the malicious you in my life, without anger, pain, self-hate, and strife. All of the sharp objects that I was born into and severely cut and bruised me are falling like missiles with emotional projectiles, poverty, racism, lackadaisical teaching. I'm finally surviving free, not thinking that I was wonderfully from what not thinking that I was wonderfully made because I didn't have the same star quality as someone else. Not ever feeling true love because I was seeking it in the wrong region of space, dealing with corrupted minds of aliens from asteroids of arrogance and angst. I never thought that I would fall into the heavens of positivity. I never thought that I would take off my goggles and say that I survived the mission. I never thought that I would be on board traveling many light years as the captivated cadet of hostility. Nasty Nebula was mission control. I say it now that I'm a new, on a new mission as a prosper, prosperous captain of confidence. It may pull me down stronger than gravity's force sometimes, but I have a made up mind. I'm standing firmly with an upside down frown. Mighty motivation is mission control. I say it now and I say it bold to all of la the lavish aliens living in the galaxy of lustful lives. I know that I will survive. So all that jolt around in the Jupiter of jealousy, I'm going to hop in on the Halley's Comet of hatred. Happily, I'm a survivor and I will travel many more light years happier.
Oh, I love that. I love that you're writing, you know, there's so much truth to power, but because you're sharing so much of your personal story, it really hits home. So tell us where that one came from. This came from All About Slime. And um, I, I didn't think that I was going to ever survive without that particular guy because he was my only friend from college. He was I guess I should say he was my frat brother. He was he was my protector, my provider, my everything, my lover, my companion, my menu acceptor, my budget taker, you know, the trash man, whatever, everything. Mm-hmm. So I just never thought that I would just say, I'm going to leave you and not look back. And I did. I didn't think I would ever do it, but I did. Wow, that that is um, that is some strength, some strength in that for sure. And Nicole, your books are, I believe, as I was listening to your interview on YouTube, are in Africa and published worldwide. So yes. tell us about that. Well, I didn't think that um, I didn't think they would get, you know, that. Uh, expanded as far as distribution but it's been that way since 2009 and i just clicked on the option when i did self-publish for expanded distribution but i only thought that it was just going to be like you know um some a few countries in asia countries in europe uh but i didn't think that it would be in africa and uh uh australia and such they're everywhere there. I mean, they're in 120 countries and counting. So I never thought this girl from Monroe, Louisiana, um, the sweet, shy, intelligent chick from the hood, you know, I'm from mm-hmm. the South side of Monroe. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, that's like one of the, that's the rough part of town, the rough, where the rough neighborhoods are. And I just never thought that, um, I would end up like that, and a lot of people didn't either because, they, you know, that girl, she quiet, she did, she did, and I'm like, yeah, um, but I didn't think so, and I, I could give, I can only give credit to the creator because, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I took one step, you know, to get away from an individual and to get away from uh, situations that the individual caused. Uh, cause torment not just in my personal life but just in my work life and everything else just every aspect of my life so i had to get away i had to for my own good and it really worked out for my good wow that was i mean your your writing has been your saving grace and just the tenacity to say i grew up this way i was in that relationship but I know that there is something, there is something better. And like you said, the creator always gives you something, something better. And so tell us about book number 15. Book number 15 is the third book in a series of the school days, holidays, all days alive between. It's called many more school days, holidays, and all days alive between. Um, It has a, it has a plethora of things, you know, because when I went to Mississippi and wasn't hiding away from that person, I just went to work and went home and provided, you know, provided quality education for my students and, you know, um, did a lot of writing. So 
it's it's probably close to 300 pages. I'm not finished yet, but um, I even have some things that I found that I never did put in the other books from Baton Rouge that I used. So I'm going to put some of everything in there, like some of my lessons that I created, because I even worked at a youth prison in, uh, in, in New Orleans for a little while. And that relationship caused it, you know, it, it's just it's just a lot of stuff that I could just go on and go on and go on and go on about. But I just thankful to uh, to have as many patients as I have and, and, uh, and as many uh, experiences that I have, even though, you know, they some of them were unpleasant, but they still, you know, added to me as a person. And it added to some of the students that I work with, even though, you know, they're, you know, they may have been unpleasant situations altogether because all things work together for good are those who love the creator and um, are called according to his purpose. So that's how I see it. You know, even though they were saying that I didn't have what it took to be a teacher or blah, blah, blah. Um, that's not. That's not the truth because if it were so, I wouldn't have some of my work uh, that I use in education that's available for the world to see. Well, you know, this is kudos uh, to the naysayers. <laughs> Stop saying it. <laughs> well, I don't even care if they say it anymore. Right. You know, it's evident that it's not the truth. Exactly. What you say is not true for me. You know your worth. Uh, you've been on a journey and a path and you have definitely, I mean, the naysayers now can look back and say, oh, wow. Look at, look at author Nicole S. Brown, <laughs> author, educator, and the owner of Poetry at Best. So that's a good lesson for young people. Don't listen to the naysayers. Just yes, you know, stay on, stay on your grind, stay on your path, and uh, and do what's right for you. And so, and when do you think uh, the new book will be ready? I'm I mean, hoping you have a lot I'm, in. Yeah, I'm hoping by before the end of this month because, like I said, I'm very busy this month, and I'm very fortunate to be so busy this month. You know, um, like I said, it's just. It, this has been an event, an adventure. You know, I lost my dad at the end of February. We buried him in the middle of March, and it, it's just so much change that has gone on since then. And I'm thankful for that too. You know, it's just this is this this has been a, a, an adventure this year. You know, a lot of I had a lot of tough times this past 13 years. You know, uh, as a author, educator, whatever you want to, you know, Jill of all trades, you know, and it's just starting to, the you know, it's starting to, the sun is starting to shine. Let's, let's just say it like that. That is. I've had a lot of storms. <laughs> but that's a, that's a blessing. You seem to take it in stride. You seem to, you're thriving in spite of any negativity and um, you know, my condolences to you and your, and your family about your dad. I know you wrote a nice piece about your dad. Um, I yeah. didn't know if that was something you wanted to share today. I can, I wasn't, but I can. Okay. okay. One moment, please. I got to okay. find it. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. My dad, he was kind of like a jack of all trades too. When it comes to sports and singing, I got the singing from my dad. I, I didn't really get the sports. I mean, I watched the sports and you know, some guys even said to me that um I sound like a guy when I'm watching sports because <laughs> I watched it with my dad and my brothers and you know, my dad was a referee and so we and my dad, we would get on the phone sometimes, even when he was in the nursing home, we'd get on the phone sometimes and talk about, you know, the poor calls and the bad plays and, you know, and the poor coaching or whatever, or the good coaching. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. And just talk about uh, my son and his, you know, he's starting to play sports um, and what the things that I need to, you know, tell the coach about because I, I can't work it with it on him because I'm not that good at sports. <laughs> if dancing, you know, dancing, and, you know, I'm good at that, but playing playing football, ba- basketball, I'm not good at that. I, I'm good at watching it. Okay. And I'm good at, you know, knowing the rules and all of that, but because he taught us all the rules and stuff. Okay, it's called Ode to a True Sportsman. The sportsman that I know trained me on the turf of Monroe's rugged south side where the colors of both true sportsmen and those untrue couldn't hide. Monroe is the capital of Louisiana sportsman's paradise. I remember having a sportsman of truth who gave great advice. We enjoyed the products of his fishing and hunting more than twice. Because of a true sportsman, we never missed the sight of Friday night lights. Many games he officiated, in other words, he was a referee. He taught us the rules of many sports indeed. In us, he planted seeds in a game that we call life. He always taught me that not everything in this world is right, but I must strive for the best and forget about the rest. When day is light and night is dark, that we shall let the light of good sportsmanship spark, no matter how roughly the game of life is played. Life is a contact sport of unusual sort, and that we all have our own set plays from the truest coach guided our game. We are star players that affect the plays of others. Well, this true sportsman that I know taught me that no matter how tough the game is played, to never give up and to not throw in the towel. When plays of others are off the wall or foul, he was with me for a little while, and he has to go to be with the true referee who sacrificed his only son's life so that we could be free in true paradise because he was a true sportsman that won the game of life. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you. That is beautiful. Wow. Thank you for, thank you for, for sharing that. Yes. Well, my sisters and brothers, they really don't like some of my stuff, but they talked about that poem. All day, all week, all month. I was just like, wow, you know, that's not the only thing that I've ever written. But they was like, my brother told me, you know, I really can't get down with some of the stuff that you write. But the one that you wrote about that, I can't even read it all because it's so true. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that's it. I guess you said just thank you and keep and keep going yeah. uh, because you have an a whole audience um, that loves, loves your work. And so Nicole, what else, what's next for you? 
Besides well, book number 15. Book number 15 is next. And then I'm featured in a lot of book festivals coming up this month. I'm featured in the book festival, the uh, Los Angeles Times Book Festival, and um, the San Francisco Book Festival. And I think I'm going to be in the Chicago uh, Book Festival as well. So I have a lot of stuff going on. Um I'm going to ride the way with the book 15 because, like I said, a lot of people is wait, are waiting for this one out to come out because at my dad's uh, celebration of life, I read that poem. And so many people, like, uh, we know that it's printed in the program, but we want to see uh, your other stuff in the new book as, as well, in your other books. And I was just like, well, that particular book is going to be in my new book, the book 15. And I have so many others, but, you know, uh, uh, just look it up. You know, and I, I said I, it's inappropriate to pass out business cards here because I don't have any, but just look it up. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is wonderful. And, Nicole, anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't discussed? I know we started, you know, about 10, 15 minutes early. <laughs> so. uh, I just want to read another piece because okay. the, uh, in a couple of days, which is April Fool's Day, um, it's the anniversary of one of my favorite artists and one of my dad's favorite artists and even a man across the street that grew up with us, uh, grew up with, you know, that I grew up with. And, uh, uh, favorite artist and like i said in the hood when people play this man people be all up in the middle of the street dancing <laughs> ah. <laughs> i'm serious like one of my friends that i grew up with her name is norma and um she instead of you know because her dad he's passed away now her dad uh liked this man and I don't want to share it yet. He liked mm -hmm. this artist so well that, you know, he knew every song. That man knew every song that that man, that this particular artist ever made. So, you know, back in the, like in the early to mid-2000s, we were getting away from CDs. And she bought him an MP3 player and a flash drive that you could stick in a car with all of those that the artist's songs on there so he could play it in the car wherever he go and don't you know that man say i don't know how to use this stuff can't say it like that right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know to, I don't know how to use this stuff and i fell out laughing and i said i tried to do my daddy like that too and he didn't want it he didn't he didn't want that he was like the cd hard enough and i was like well we're not using it. people not going to be using cds very much now is everything is digital Digital, digital, digital ain't nothing. They need to go back to the LPs. <laughs> yeah, they do sound real good though. And um, my dad still has, you know, we still have a collection of records. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah, because my mom and my great grandmother, they ran a um a cafe, and uh, they would play all of that stuff. You know, they we had stuff like Jackson Five, the uh, Norman Carter. You know, just uh, the emotion. Yeah, yeah, just August of Gladys Knight. Uh, you know, I love old school. Uh, Al Green, <laughs> just August. <laughs> of, and but I'm telling you, in my neighborhood, 
on my street particularly if they played anything by this man everybody be out the street dancing okay i, I i'm gonna give it to you so okay and, and, and you're gonna already know when i read the title who i'm talking about it's called precious is your love marvin was right you are the love of my life heaven must have sent you from above because to me precious is your love marvin is a genius can i get a witness your love is more powerful than any stone it's stronger than calcium and bones marvin is legendary your love is so precious to me it's scary it's more lyrical than a verse in any song it's more powerful than any king on the throne precious is your love to me i want your love to travel like marvin through my musical history the precious the preciousness of your love is truly sent from above oh i love that well of course oh, i heard that note from your voice <laughs> beautiful oh that's beautiful well i mean who doesn't love marvin gay i mean who doesn't love yeah. that music when they play like in my neighborhood all by street keep on dancing people coming uh. out of their house <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you for sharing that that's a that's a, a good note uh to to end on i might play some marvin gay you know as i'm waiting <laughs> Or taught you to, to, to upload uh, because of that. And uh, Nicole, uh, tell folks how they can connect with you and uh, how they can find your work. Yes, I'm on um, I'm on YouTube as author Nicole S. Brown. I'm on Facebook as um, Nicole Sharon Brown. And I also have a fan page on Facebook called Outstanding Poet and Author Nicole S. Brown. I'm on Instagram as Author Nicole S. Brown and Nicole is spelled N-I-C-O-L-E. Um, I also have a TikTok page, Author Nicole S. Brown. I'm on Pinterest, but like I said, I use that for my hobbies, caking and making. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also as author Nicole S. Brown there. And if you want to buy my books, they're everywhere. They're on my websites, uh, Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash poetry at best. Or a port, the P in poetry and the B in best is capitalized. Um, I'm also on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, worldwide, just worldwide. If you put my name, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E-S, the that's my middle initial, Brown, in a Google search, a whole bunch of things are going to pop up for me. So, you are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I was posting for the show, I think I have all your links except for... Um, the the youtube but um that is you can be found if you type in uh, especially arthur nicole s brown so yes. nicole it has been a pleasure having you i'm so glad that we um connected on linkedin and uh, i could have you on the show definitely keep me posted on what you're doing i'd love to have you back i love your your energy just um, I wish you so much success and just thank you I for say sharing one more. your story. <laughs> oh, go ahead. You can. I say one more. 
I know this one by heart and it's not very long. Okay. Since we're talking about music. Okay. It's a little play on words. It's called Go DJ. <laughs> play that funky music, girl. Rock his funky, funky world. He chose you to be on his ones and twos. So put on your headphones and do what you have to do. Make him dance and make him tremble. Make him relax and resemble a king. Put him to sleep with your sweet music. You have a unique playlist. Girl, use it. Go, DJ. You can't play the same songs. If you do, he won't stay at your party very long. Hello. <laughs> I like that. And I noticed, you know, as we, were, we, were, we were talking earlier or we were, you know, messaging earlier. I know you have the clean versions and, yeah. <laughs> and you have what, cut and yeah. uncut. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. And just got to tell us about that quickly. Well, um, some of my poems are out there. And, you know, I was on an open mic night the other night. He was like, aren't you a teacher? But I said, I'm a different kind of teacher. You know what I'm saying? I'm a mm -hmm. different kind of teacher. You know, I, 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 I'm a teacher that grew up with nothing. So I, I, I'm from the hood teacher. I'm a different teacher. I'm not. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'm, and, I, and I'm a teacher that's dealt with life you know some people haven't some yes. teachers haven't dealt with life so they don't know, know how to handle kids that have dealt with life you know i mean real harsh life uh so i got some good stuff um uh, and then so i have a who, who do you love clean uncut and i have a who do you love clean cut and i have a all about slime um cut uncut and uh, uh all about slime clean cut and then some of my stuff is just out there you know because like life support it started off with a guy being a thug so i couldn't just put a clean cut version to that because thugs talk you know that kind of talk you know mm -hmm. so uh then i have wet dreams and it's not so clean and then uh the refusal to return to slime is clean and somewhat not clean as well, but for the most part, it's clean. But the All About Slimes, uh, the All About Slime, the first book is pretty much real, real clean. But the refusal and the diminishing is kind of in between, kind of like PG 13 kind of stuff. But I kind of write a little something for everybody for the kids. Mm -hmm. For the adults, for the grown and sexy, for the people that love God and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm not just a one type of writer. I can write about anything that I have knowledge of. Right. And if I don't have knowledge of it, I can do a little research on it and still write a little something. Right. And I mean, and the thing is, is you are talking about life, which, you know, can be clean and it can be and not be clean. It can be messy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the creator, he can turn a mess into a message. So exactly. he can turn a mess into a testimony. Exactly. That is for sure. And I'm, you know, I'm just thinking that your, uh, that your work, you know, sharing your life like that is a testimony. And I know that you are helping, you are helping others. So you are definitely welcome back anytime. Now, okay. as mentioned, Talk Shoe is live and recorded. And uh, once it uploads, you know, I'll share it on social media and I'll tag you. I'm kind of bummed out that uh, I don't have my camera on and oh, working. Okay. 
<laughs> it's been going on for about two weeks now. It's up to the wee hours of the morning. Wow. Trying to get it fixed. I've been working with HP. I've been working with uh, Microsoft. <laughs> and I'm really surprised that mine is working because uh, it doesn't work at times as well. So. Yes, it looks like there was some kind of update. An update just kind of wiped out the driver that's connected to the, the camera. So it's been hit or miss, but I love using my desktop uh, to do the show. So you'll have to come back and I can get a picture of us both. But I'm going to okay. take, you look so pretty today. I'm going to take Thank your you. picture to post <laughs> the show. I love you. I got my football earrings on for my dad because football is my favorite sport. Oh, those are awesome. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. And, you know, this, guy, top... I, this guy told me, you sound straight up like a dude. I was like, I do not. I'm all woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Just sm look in the camera and smile. <laughs> okay. Now it looks like I'm using my phone. It's a... Uh, it might be a little blurry. Just let me just take a few more. Uh, okay. Okay. Might be blurry. So thank you for definitely tuning in with the camera on so that we could chat. Uh, well, you know, somewhat face to face. So thank you, Nicole. Any last words before we go? I just like to thank you um, for allowing me to be on. I'm truly honored and I'm truly um, thankful for you allowing me to be on. I would like to thank my creator. I would like to thank my family and some friend, friends that I have that I still have that was still mm -hmm. there with me. And my children, they've been quiet through this. So I thank them, Alan and Alexandra, uh, because they're usually not so quiet. <laughs> Well, wonderful. And what a, a blessing, um, you know, what you're sharing with your children, your truth and your work. And so, you know what, they're going to grow up knowing something completely different than you did. Yes. 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 They are going to have through your work, they're going to have very rich experiences. So, yes. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for tuning in. We are connected. Have a fabulous day. All right, you too. And I'm going to say it how I say it at the end of my advertisements. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Peace and blessings. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.